On today's episode, we look at the movie that started it all. I talk about Batman. Hello, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyzes it, and dissects it, whether it be movies and television. And today we are going to be talking about probably the first ever movie that launched this whole entire thing of superhero movies. I am, of course, talking about the 1989 superhero film, Batman. Uh, directed by Tim Burton in probably his first installment of the initial Batman film series and I believe one of his very first movies um, starring Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, Robert Wool, Pat Hingle, Billy D. Williams, Michael Goo, and Jack Palance. This film takes place early in the title character's War on Crime and as he goes head to head with Jack Nicholson's character, the Joker. I have to say it, I am not a huge Tim Burton fan. I love his early work, though. I love everything he has done up until the um, sci-fi parody classic of the film Mars Attack. This is probably one of the best movies I have ever seen when it comes to superhero movies. I love this movie. I love this movie and tim burden's world with this surrounding thing i cannot begin to tell you how much i have looked forward to talking about this because this movie is so it's such an epic and it's such a classic in its own way and it has probably one of my third favorite joker uh performances in this movie um Jack Nicholson is the Joker, and the funny thing is, he is actually the top built on the poster because he accepted the role of the Joker under the strict conditions that he wanted top billing. A portion of the film's earnings, which included the associate uh, associate merchandising and all that, and he wanted to do this around his own schedule. Basically, he had they wanted him. He had the list of demands. They were able to do it. And uh, a lot of A-list actors were considered for the role of Batman before Michael Keenan was cast. And at that time, it was controversial because around that time, he was typecast as a comic actor. And everyone thought he could never play a serious character, such as Bruce Wayne. However, I'm glad to report everyone was wrong. Nicholson and um, Keaton's performances in this movie are so good. And what I really like about this movie, too, is it kind of takes its twists and turns. You could definitely see the influences of the comics that were influenced by this movie with uh, The Killing Joke by Alan Moore and Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Like, there's a lot that you can see from this movie and feel from this movie that it just feels great. Um, this world that Tim Burton has developed and designed, it makes you feel like it's an actual real Gotham. Now, I will say, you know, Tim Burton only did two Batman movies because he was fired, basically, because he thought the lot people thought the second dark um, Batman movie that he did was too dark. And in some retrospects, uh, it is. But... I really, I know that there are three, uh, two other movies without Tim Burton. I really wanted to see what it would be like to get Tim Burton to come back and direct the, his version of Batman Forever and his version of Batman and Robin. There is a YouTube channel with Channel Awesome. They do this thing called Fanscription where they actually act out what if Tim Burton directed the third and fourth movie. 
I highly recommend checking it out on YouTube. I know the fourth the 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 fourth one, his version of Batman Robin. It is three separate videos. It is very long. I believe the Batman Forever one is two videos. But if you have the time, please check it out on Channel Awesome. It's not a plug or anything. I just think it is really cool to see their own interpretation of Robin Williams as the Joker and Patrick Stewart as Mr. Freeze. It probably would have... It, actually, it is a little bit better than what we actually got with Mr. Freeze. But, um, all in all... This movie is the reason why we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, why we have so many superhero movies. This movie made a ton of money. Ridiculous amount of money. This movie is the fifth highest grossing movie of all time at the time of its release. It was made on a $48 million. It made $411.6 million back in the box office. I mean, there's the, this world... And everything is the inspiration to which we have my favorite cartoon of Batman at the, uh, of all time. Batman the Animated Series, which of course has Mark Hamill as the Joker. And you do see some of Nicholson's character and mannerisms in the cartoon series of the Batman the Animated Series with Mark Hamill's character. And then of course you have the late great Kevin Conroy being Bruce Wayne. Now Kevin Conroy passed away a couple uh, a couple months ago at the time of this recording Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman of all time now that is no disrespect to, and I know that he is just doing his voice but when I think of Batman of course you have Bale you have Pattinson you have Affleck and Kilmer and Clooney and Keenan I immediately think of Kevin Conroy just like with the Joker uh, the top three, if I had to list them right now, it's Nicholson is three, Heath is two, which I know a lot of people are going to give me hell about that. But then Mark Hamill is number one, because I love Mark Hamill's Joker so much in every way. And unfortunately, I know we'll never get to see that combination, because Mark even said, I don't know if I can beat the Joker again, because Kevin's gone. But Keaton is obviously my second favorite Batman, because of the other work that the that these other actors have done and i know we're about to see keaton don the suit again in the upcoming flash movie which i kind of am hesitant about i'm just seeing i would see it only for keaton that's about it but um all in all this i there's so much that this movie has inspired and and it has a legacy i mean the first batmobile chase with the 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 first access chemical of Jack Nicholson's character falling into the vat of chemicals and how he became the Joker um, to probably one of the most heart wrenching scenes is when Bruce is reliving his childhood and he really finds out who does kill his parents. And I'm not going to give away much about that. And of course it's so quotable. The music was directed, was also made by Prince at the time I have two of those songs on my playlist at the gym when I work out. Not really proud to admit that, but I did. All in all, there was a lot that went into this movie to make sure it was successful. And it truly is a successful movie. There's no doubt about that. I have no questions or qualms about that. But all in all, I have to say, this is probably 
my favorite Batman of all time. I have to put this even above The Dark Knight. And I know people are going to get get upset about that. And I'm sorry. I just, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy everything about this movie. And this movie is literally the reason why sometimes I love Batman. And why that world with the rogue gallery, with the sidekicks, with Gotham itself, literally everything is probably my favorite place to get lost in because there's so much going on. And of course, now that I know that the character Jack Napier for um, Jack Nicholson's Joker character was only created for the movies. I love how recently there is a comic out there called Batman White Knight where it talks about the Joker going sane and he reveals his name is Jack Napier. A callback to that movie, to this movie. I have not read that comic. I hear it's great, and I hear they're now doing a Batman Beyond, Batman in the Future um, storyline with it. I would love to read that. I'm not going to lie. But at the end of the day, all in all, I have to give this a full recommendation. We have to truly go back and see what started the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what started the DC Universe, everything. Every superhero movie that's come out from 1989 to now This is the inspiration. This is the reason. And you have to look at why this movie is so good and why I'm praising it as much as I can. I feel like everything about this movie works. Everything from the acting to the design to the car to to literally even the really sometimes weird romance. Even the score from Danny Elfman and the the musical elements from this movie is so just it just transports me into that world and it does something that a movie has never done before i literally get lost when i think of batman i think of the score from this movie and the animated series no hands down but or what ifs about it all in all i think people should check this out i know we have so many batman movies now but i think Honestly, it doesn't hurt to go back to see the movie that started it all. But that is going to be my review of Batman. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, please send us an email at flixologypodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram at flixologypodcast. And as always, please like, please subscribe, please write a review, and please spread the show word of mouth. That's how we get it out there, people. Now, unfortunately, this is going to be my last episode for about a month. I'm starting my vacation, but I will be back in June. And I can tell you, I'm excited because there's going to be a lot happening around um, our personal lives. There's a lot going to be happening that's going on in the background and behind the scenes stuff. But just know I will be back in June and I promise you it's going to be kind of crazy. I will try to give you an update sometime in the month of May, but I can't really promise anything right now. But I, I hope you all have a wonderful May. I will see you in June. And as always, this is the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. Take it easy.